For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Let's talk some netball, boys. Let's talk some netball. It turns out on Sunday it was all about thrilling finishes, and while the Chiefs and the Hurricanes were battling it out on the field, the Magic and the Pulse were going down to the wire on the netball court. Both games ended in a one-point victory, but it was the Pulse who came out on top in the ANZ Premiership to even the scores for the Capital. The final minute saw a trick shot, a circus-like balancing act, and one clutch long bomb. Amidst the drama was pulse shooter and co-captain Tiana Maturado, and she joins us on the line now. Kia ora, Tiana. Morena. Kia ora. Kia ora. How are you doing? How are you doing? How's, it, how's the recovery been, yeah. and, and, and how's the you know, last couple of days been since that pulsating game against the Magic? <laughs> yeah, it's been good. filled with um, lots of recovery, but we had like an unexpected conditioning session yesterday, so I'm a bit sore today, but... Oh, everyone's on a high, <laughs> and just grateful that we got a win. Really, yeah. What did you have to do uh, in that conditioning session, and, and you know why it caught you off off guard? Obviously, you've just had a great win. You think you'd be able to relax? Is that the coach's plan to just keep you on edge and keep you on your toes? Yeah, yeah. We just just running. We just had to run um, <laughs> shuttles yesterday, which is never pleasant. Um, and like I remember before our first game, when Evette was out with COVID, my mum was coaching us and she threw in like a surprise Bronco before we were supposed to play, which was not nice. So um, it's not surprising to me that we had that yesterday, but no, everyone's doing good. The coach, Mr. Seniors, Tiana, just taking a little bit of uh, a little bit easy after that win on the weekend. Um, and just thought she'd take it out of you and, and flog you and bring you back down to earth. Hey, I actually watched the game. That last 90 seconds, like, take us through it because mm. it didn't look like you had it, you know, and then all of a sudden it was frantic through the midcourt and ended up down the other end of the other court before it flew back down your end. Um, just take it. What, what, what was going through your minds? Was, was any banter going on? It was just, oh, honestly, it was just, it was chaos, if anything. I remember... Like you said, it was frantic, and for some reason, I never felt in the game that we were going to lose, but certainly it was neck and neck that last 90, but um, it was just, you know, that shot by Bailey, like, backwards, and I feel like everything was just so unexpected, and it was just... um, you know, lots of interesting things are happening. And then to think that we scored with, I, I believe it was seven or six seconds, um, was interesting to say the least because I felt like there were so many opportunities throughout the game where we could have um, pushed a lead out and then we couldn't. And so I, I, I guess it was just a relief, really, and um, that my buddy was able to score right from the edge of the circle, which I had full faith in her as well. So... <laughs> Yeah, look, like I said, it's grateful that we won. <laughs> and that Talk shot from Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, what about that yeah, shot from Bailey? That shot. Loki. <laughs> oh, that was... <laughs> I remember looking at Wit, and I was just like, oh, my God, what's happening? <laughs> but, no, it was just... I remember um, Aaliyah and I went to chat to each other after the game, and when Aaliyah and I played together, together in 2018, she'd the same sort of, it was the last few seconds that she was playing for the Mystics at the time. 
and she quickly did the shot quite similar and then we ended up losing so at that time when I saw that I was like no please no I don't want to see that again <laughs> oh man it was one of those freakish things that you, you as a fan you love to see it but as an opposition you're like what's yeah. going on but luckily yeah. You, you, I know. you got your things together, you got down the other end, and you got the rewards, whereas a week before, I know you went down yeah. by one shot. So talk to us about that two-game stretch uh, for, for you. How uh, you know the, the two, who, how'd you find the two-game stretch of coaching? And then your mum. Your mum stepped in to, to help out on the coaching scene. <laughs> how was that? <laughs> was she into you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so funny because she only rips into me when I play really bad defense, which actually is quite often. So she she has a word to me, but um, she is her approach to coaching. I feel like is quite simplistic, and she um, actually doesn't talk to me as often. But I feel like that's because we're trying to establish like a um, common ground where it's not biased and things like that. So, and also she's trying to help me develop as a player in this space. So that's sort of. Um, the interaction, the interactions between us two probably don't happen as often. But in terms of the just having her on board, it was quite funny. And I remember watching the replay, and there was like a, I think they had a camera close up of her, and it was just her yelling at me and Whitney, which was quite funny. Um, but um, yeah, the last two weeks I feel like have been really great challenges for us because we are quite a young team, and I think we're still learning. Um, just how to to close close out games, and there's definitely huge depth and potential. But I think last week last weekend was probably a little bit different to this weekend. I think we actually should have won last weekend, but like I said, I think um, the Mystics have had the experience and that shows in the last couple of minutes. And mm. um, I think we still need to develop in certain areas, but I think we're still. Um, we haven't reached our full potential yet, which is the most exciting part. So I'm looking forward to the next, um, just the rest of the season, really, yeah. Yeah, growing and, and getting that hard-nosed about your performance and, and not being afraid to, to, mm. to boot someone up the, the backside when they're not pu- pulling their weight. That's as, soon as, you, as soon as you guys do that, I can see you taking another step. Just, just yeah. I, I just want to sort of have a little bit of an education um, session here. When I used to play, when Izzy used to play, like we'd wake up in the morning, we'd like training in the morning, we'd go to the gym and do weights and we'd at football all day and they'd put mm-hmm. lunch on for us and all that sort of stuff. And then, and then we had kids, yeah? And we still did the same thing. We picked up our bags and walked out of the house and left the kids at home with the, with the wife and, and went on about our game. What about, the, what about the netballers? Like, no one ever talks about the mothers that have kids playing in high-performance yeah. teams and having kids sitting on the sideline while they're trying to parent at the same time as being a high-performing athlete. How does how do you guys cope with that? Because I could never think of anything worse than having my little son mm. or daughter sitting on the side. I took him to a game once. I lost it. I thought I'd, that was it for me. But how do you guys actually cope with that? Because I couldn't be able to concentrate. Mm. Oh, look, I take my head off to the mothers in this game. I think I, we went on tour to um, England and Kays and C bought their babies. And it's just a lot of work. And I couldn't imagine having to, you know, have something else to focus on um, as well as our job. So it's similar to, you know, the girls who, who study and things like that. Just a lot going on on the outside. But um, I remember, I think, the first leg to Singapore um, 
you know, some of the babies were upset and just nappy changes and things like that. And it was certainly not the most pleasant time for the mums. So I don't know how they do it, but they're like superwomen. So it's it's just, um, I think also we do we do have really good sort of um, processes in place, and we've got really great support systems for them. So and mm. particularly in other franchises too. So. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of one of the things that we're most grateful for for the mothers and also just students as well and the girls who work outside of netball or who teach and things like that. Um, there's always that level of support for them. That's a great question, Kempi. It's something that probably never gets spoken about uh, very often with uh, you know the wahine tour in our game and when they're having to do a lot of travel around the world and, and our mothers. And we know how important our mothers I'm a mother's boy hard through and through, and I need my mum, and I needed my mother. So, uh, you know, I take my hat off to, to you girls and with what you've been able to do and being able to perform like that. So uh, it's awesome work. Uh, talk to us about putting the black, uh, the black and yellow dress on again. I know you played for the Steel last year. How's that been for you? Is it, has it been an awesome moment in, in your career, getting back to Wellington and putting it back on? Yeah, it's been so cool, and I think it was just, um, to be back with my really good friends and the one who and the ones that I've kind of gone through this level with. I mean, I obviously started mm. at the post when I was really young and um, just mm. went down south for some more game time last year, which I actually loved my time down south. Um, met the public people. They have such like a humble, hardworking culture at the steel and they, um, I think I really admired their tight-knit community because Invercargill is, is quite small and they just lived and breathed netball, so I was really grateful for that. But um, to come home and also take on a leadership role was it's just, it's very humbling, and I'm also really grateful mm. that I've got such a great um, bunch of girls who support me and who can also take on um, tasks by themselves, which I think is really critical. So I've been um, really enjoying it, and I've been co-captaining with Kelly, and she's just on top of all the admin stuff and all of our compliance and COVID measures and things like that, and I just do all the yelling and talking on court. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to have a uh, balance and, and relationship like that. I absolutely love it. Hey, uh, quick, we're going to exactly. let you go really shortly. Um, just before we do, you were in part. You're part of the Silver Fern setup last year, and uh, you had a bit of a taste for it. For you this year, what, what do you think you need to do so you can be a more uh, consistent? A player when you get those opportunities for the uh, the Blackburns and be you know part of that team week in week out. What was something that you are trying to do this year? If you're able to share it with us, oh, I think it's just about continuing to get fitter and stronger. I feel like that's always um, I feel like that's always kind of what people strive for. And just as a shooter, just those kind of um, one percenters like practicing shots and just practicing my craft but yeah I think if I just focus on our team and my pulse team and um, how we develop as a collective I'm pretty sure but at least I feel like those one percenters will shine through and I'm sure I'll see some sort of development in those areas but yeah I guess it's just taking it day at a time and um, I'm hoping to improve slightly. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll be watching uh, this year with interest Tiana Matuaro. She is part of the Central Pulse, and they are two from four this year, and uh, they've had a 
pretty tough win and a tight win that'll go a long way to building confidence for the season. So congratulations and all the best for the rest of the season. Thank you, Tiana. Kia ora, thank you. Kia ora. Bye. Kia ora, kia ora. Awesome. Awesome to be able to have a chat to her and she spoke about fitness and, and when you talk to all the black uh the silver ferns, fitness is always the number one thing that comes out of their mouth the first time because obviously of Dame Nolene Todor with how hard she uh she trains them and things like that. It reminds me of Gordon Titchens, eh? Every time you hear from someone that's been part of a set to set up, they always go back to the fitness, the grind, the hard work. And uh I've uh, yeah, no Dame Nolene Todor, she is Definitely like that. So that was that was awesome. Love that little interview, Kim. Yeah, it's a re- it's a real level of um, getting stuck into the players when you know they may may not have their feet on the ground. Is you just get them back out there and mm. and put them through the through the ringer and and get some fitness into them. As long as it's you know not going to be to the detriment of the rest of the week. But I can see lo- still a lot of coaches would do that these days. Um, you know, yeah. there's nothing like taking the breath out of someone and saying, mate, you're actually here to do a job, not like get here out of the clouds. Did you do that, Kempe? Oh, 100. Did you get every, them right on in the, the, in the Monday, out there, In the, the early line. days, in the early days, because that's what I was. I was the head trainer there for, for the first couple of years of the Warriors, and one of the things I said to Daniel Anderson when he um, hired me as his assistant coach was he asked me for my um, philosophy on on what we thought we needed uh, to get the Warriors to win. And I said, mate, we can play. I said, every Kiwi can play football. I said, they've got skills coming out the back end, back end of themselves, you know what I mean? But the problem that we have is we can't last 80 minutes. So what we're going to do mm. on this side is we're just going to get them fit. And the boys will tell you, Monty will tell you, like, they just trained, mate. You know, like, they were getting flogged week in, week out. But the difference was we made it real fun. Like you know, introduced con, um, con games and made them just deliver their skills and 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 react under pressure and stuff like that. Um, but like when when Tiana was just saying there, if they had their heads in the cloud, mate, they were straight out there on the pitch. Like get out, mm. right? Let's go. You know, and if they and if they blew up, I remember Francis Malley mate came back to training one day, <laughs> and they were doing Californians. You know, like so. They were they were flogged and and they used to all wear heart rate monitors and we never had. Um, GPS at that stage, and we'd take heart rate monitors and we'd and we'd judge sort of you know how's the heart rate going? Have we had them up long enough? You know, are they getting fitter? You know, just like horses. And um, he came back and he threw his heart rate monitor at me on the ground, like he walked up to me and he and the boys were handing me the heart rate monitor. They knew like don't piss the coaches off, and he just threw his on the ground like and I sort of I'm like that bloke like, what do you think I am like your slave? You do you think you expecting me to pick? I, and I gave him that look like. You think you think I'm going to pick that up? And the boys all looked at me, and I said, "Get back on the line." And they just, mate, they all looked at him, and he he ran to his heart rate monitor. He said, "I'm sorry, keeper, here it is, here it is." Here. <laughs> and I went, "Nah, get back on the line." <laughs> so it's sort of a real leveler, you know, when you when you're taking people's breath away. It puts everybody on the same level. Honestly, Kimpy, you have gone soft in your old age, mate, because you've given Joe how many chances to have you a rundown and a coffee here in the morning, and you haven't put him back on the line yet. I'm uh, waiting for it to happen. Uh, look, I'm still waiting for the hit-ups. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the hit-ups. Uh, yeah, you know, the you red know, trap. What you guys don't realise is I really like the kid. I think I think Joe's a really, really outstanding kid. You know I like what you I mean? too, he, he just needs a He just needs a little bit of, you know, Help with his dress sense and his choice of girlfriend <laughs> and his you know how to live with the flatmates and obviously how to cook 
Um, but I like that. Yeah. You know, that's well, I can we can offer get, him some support. Get back on the line, Joe. Twenty one minutes past eight. There's some great ticks on double eight double three. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Getting back to talk about <laughs> Sean Johnson <laughs> and also up. some great messages on racing. The Queen Elizabeth Stakes this weekend. Back in a minute, then Paul Whitey from TAB. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.